0: So, hello and welcome. My name is James Follin and I am joined by Rama on our second episode of Kitchen Conversations today. And today we will be discussing what the future of online retail holds. We both work in retail and we're seeing things change and we've started thinking about what the future looks like. Any thoughts, Rama?
1: Yes. Uh. Well, yeah. Correct. We we do both in uh, work in retail, but you know we work in travel retail, so we we are hit even harder. Yeah. Uh. By this current uh, pandemic. So, and and what I've seen so far is the you know the upward trends of of online retail because at the moment because a lot of it is forced by the current situation meaning yeah. that you know we can't go out. Uh, and, and go and you know, shop and, and, and as you probably can see, we go to any shopping center in Australia at the moment, majority of the non-essential stores are probably closed. So, you know, if you're if you're non-food, non-grocery, and, and unless you're, you're a big chain like a, a Tug or a Kmart or a big W, you're probably not, you know, you're not open. You know, if you're a clothing store, you're not open. You know, yeah. If you're a shoe store, you're not, probably not open. Uh, and you know, but, just because we are in a pandemic does not mean that consumer uh appetite you know decreases people will still want to consume yeah. you know people still want to uh, buy clothes and mm. buy shoes and stuff uh and and i think that's why there's a there's a big increase in in online retailing uh and and i believe that will uh, this will just continue once even the main you know brick and mortar store are open uh I think just forcing people to, 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 to buy online now, a lot of people are being forced to buy online now, yeah. where they probably would never do it before because they would just go to the shop and just, they, yeah. you know, they're just used to it. Maybe, maybe a lot of the older uh, demographic uh, are just now learning online shopping and, and, figuring out and figuring out how easy it is, potentially means that even when we do reopen uh, our shops, you'll probably still continue. People will just continue to shop online for convenience or a mm. choice, um, you know, and, and also, yeah, just, just for the sheer fact that they'll they be doing it for the last couple of weeks yeah, uh, and, and being more comfortable with it.
0: Yeah, and having a forced change in consumer behaviour, we'll find out soon after things start at returning to normal and restrictions start easing where people are at and if they continue on in the bata- behaviours that they've started getting used to now so i'll be really interested to see if there's a strong shift to people buying things online um an uptake in any subscription services for delivery will worths and coals see increased online deliveries in the future
1: companies Mm -hmm. like hello fresh where it's meal delivery to your door yep and 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 also it will be helped by the fact that if the borders are open and, uh, you know, travel is resumed, means then logistics also uh, be helped at the moment. uh, Yes, you know, a lot of people are going to be shopping online, but at the same time, the logistics uh, companies are being hampered Mm. by the lack of flights and the closed borders at the moment. Uh, So potentially, uh, if people are, uh, you know, especially the people that have never shopped online before and started shopping online now, and their experience what they're currently getting is is you know satisfactory let's just yeah. say the experience that they'll be getting once things are sort of back to normal will be even better and we, which means then it'll even push them towards a uh, more uh towards the, the online online retailing uh once you know they can get their two-day shipping uh, back to back to it or even the next day shipping i mean a lot of the a lot of the companies now offer next day, you know, Australia post offer next day. And, and although the service is probably not up to par at the moment, it'll be there. And, it, you know, it be soon enough, the big, the big guys like Amazon and, um, I don't know what other big retailers, <laughs> online yeah. retailers. Let's just say you know, someone like Amazon will probably be able to do next day shipping in Australia.
0: Yeah. It'll be uh, really exciting to see that when that happens, because that'll be a step forward in customer service. And replace Correct. Amazon with a strong competitive advantage in Australia, Just is still yeah, I mean, out with how large we are as a country. I
1: think that's the reason why they haven't offered any of that service in Australia. You know, they, they do two day shipping here, uh, or they they don't even say two day shipping, but they'll say you know arrive on or before. The, there's no guarantee. You know, I, I don't think in, in, I'm pretty sure in the, in their terms and condition you can't really go go you know go 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 get them if if your delivery yeah. arrives three days later. Uh, even if you're on Prime, uh, it's very different in the US, where they do have the infrastructure and, I guess, the the market share and and also the yeah just just the the, the market size. You know, they got what five hundred million people over there, um, which means that they probably could put warehouses in in, in, in in all the major hubs and and be very certain that they can get things there next day or even same day. I think they do they do even have same day service over there uh, yeah. for for uh, for some items. think about yeah it's it's very difficult here being that even when they do get to that point they probably only offer it to metropolitan uh so the big the big cities you know sydney melbourne adelaide perth uh and brisbane and 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 they probably would not be able to offer that for regional areas uh and we have a lot here i know i mean yes america is very large but at the same time it is very dense we are very large but very very you know not dense at all um for those, I mean, I, I'm assuming a lot of our audience are Australian, but yeah. if you're not and you're wondering, yeah, Australia only has about, what, 27 million people. Roughly that. But, and most yeah. of them live on the East Coast. Yes. And and we have probably a, a landmass that, you know, matches, you know, a good part of Europe, you know what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> you can imagine um, 27 million people. Yeah, it's not small, but it's not big. but. Yeah, I guess what what Australia has going for in terms of uh, e-commerce is our uh, disposable income. You know, Australia has one of the highest disposable income in the world. Okay. Yes, oh. there, there's very little people, of- but we all we all have money to spend. So sure. you know, it's uh, you know, but doing my research on e-commerce over the last couple of weeks, you know, Australia is considered one of the big four yeah when it comes to e commerce you know so it's it's amazing that we we are there, although we've already got twenty seven million people uh, and and you know out of that twenty seven million people only uh, of well, i mean i don't know what the percentage is that do have disposable income yeah but th- th- those that do you know have enough <laughs> yeah to, to be able to to spend uh so uh, I'll be really interested to see
0: over the next 3 to 12 months, what happens with consumer spending if people are much more conservative and focus on buying what they need in terms of food and groceries or if they're willing to go out and buy things or do they start putting purchases off? Do they start delaying things that are wants to focus on their needs?
1: Yes, that's a a very good point uh, you raised there, Jimmy. Um, The fact that you know, we have a very high imp- unemployment rate at the moment means that, yes, they're probably going to be a group of people um, who who are now a lot more uh, conscious about spending. But, you know, at, at the same time, you know, we got one of the best welfare system in the world, as you know. or you know, if you don't know, we do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Just as an example, you know, during this, uh, this, this pandemic, the government has, you know, sort of do, did two, Uh, social, you know, kind of support. One being, they call it a job seeker. So if you don't have a job, you're unemployed. They usually give you $550 per fortnight. Uh, But now they've doubled that up during this pandemic. So, you know, you're receiving $1,100. And for those that are still employed or for those companies who want to keep their employees, the government are giving away $750 a week or $1,500 a fortnight. You can imagine that is probably not the case in a lot of other countries. Um, So... I think when things go back to normal, when employment, uh, when people start hiring again and people start going back into jobs, uh, I, I just, I believe that people will just go back to, you know, to their normal um, habit. It's, it's very difficult to change. I think uh, unless they've um, committed themselves to go and change that, their uh, their habit, they're, they're probably just going to, you know, once thing once the their economy and then once their, their, their uh, individual economy situation go back to normal, I think they will. Unfortunately, it's uh, it is, it is what it is. Um, and I'd say probably a good thing for, for businesses probably a good thing for the economy as well, being that, you know, we do need people to spend money for What's, the economy. What
0: do you think of the idea that brick and mortar stores uh, will start closing shops down to focus on e-commerce and online
1: retail? I think we've already seen it. Um, we've already seen a lot of it, actually. Uh, I think if if you look at pre pre coronavirus, um, we we've saw a, a large uh, number of Australian retailers shut their door. I think you probably saw that. You know, the, just the the yeah, just just massive amounts um, that are failing, and and a lot of these businesses. I mean, they they may they, their brand might have you know shut their door, but a lot of them probably will continue to to trade um, online. Uh, or, or acquired by businesses that do have an online presence and just continue to use that brand recognition, Yeah. uh, to, to go online. Um, I would say probably, probably, I don't know. I, I, am not, I'm not a, an economist, so I'm not a yeah. retail expert, but from, from my opinion, um, they'll probably close, you know, they probably start closing non, uh, non, I guess, not non performing stores. Yeah. But I, I'd, I'd say they probably leave the the key stores in places just for just for uh, presence. I'd say, yeah, uh, just for, for presence brand recognition. and just for brand recognition. Yeah, you know. But I'd say that, yeah. I don't know. It would be, be interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, I, we, you know, it's kind of like this this situation where if a lot of people, a lot of companies, then close their retail store, it kind of then means that you got a lot of vacant uh, vacant store fronts. Mm. Which potentially means that they might drive the the big boys like, like Westfield uh, to to reduce the rent yeah. and potentially My attract man. new new businesses yeah. <laughs> to go and to go and open stores again. So it's 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 a very interesting situation. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't have a definite answer about
0: because it's like the story but, of the phoenix. Um, businesses will rise from the ashes in adversity and out of unusual circumstances. So if there's new spaces with cheaper rent that are available people might be able to afford to enter into new markets, lower barriers to entry, which could be yes. exciting to see a little bit of disruption amongst traditional
1: retailers that we're all familiar with. Correct, correct. I, and and I think there is a bit of, a, you know, there's a bit of movement towards, um, you know, more boutique, more smaller, you know, sort of, um, you know, help your smaller businesses and all that kind of situation. Plus, at the same time, a lot of these small businesses can can do things like you know be more uh, be more sustainable focus or yeah. you know focus on welfare of um their 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 suppliers and welfare of the workers um, that that they, they um acquire from a product from yeah where a lot of the big guys are more focused on you know margins and and profits so potentially if that's the case then you're gonna get a lot of these guys who are gonna come out open stores uh, and and really really push that sustainability, you know, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, yeah, that kind of situation. Right. Um, and really, really use that platform. So, you know, well, we, we are sustainable, you know, we, we ensure the the welfare of all all our factory and and all our, all our garments, all our our clothes are only supplied from ethical suppliers and things like that where a lot of the big guys probably can't really use that because they've, and they've they've been so used to buying, Mm. Clothing for you know twenty cents thirty cents from from places like bangladesh and and China, where a lot of these guys then can yeah. come out and and actually because you know it's it's funny you know doing th- doing the right thing you know somebody doing the right thing or when you feel like you are doing the right thing, yeah. where you are buying ethical, you are buying sustainable, you know kind of release the same you know euphoria or dopamine in in your in your brain yeah that, that make you feel good right yeah so and then that is sometimes valued a lot higher than the price tag you know where you can probably buy the same yeah. thing cheaper in, in in someone like a Kmart for $10 yeah. someone else charges $20 but it's you know it's tagged with sustainable ethical mm. yada 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 you know you know the quality of what you're purchasing and you believe yeah I like just and you just feel good because you feel like all right you know what I'm actually supporting a small business one uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm making yeah. sure that I'm buying uh, from you know ethical suppliers and and the material that they're using is not going to harm the environment, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like sometime, you know, in a place like us, where we do have that kind of, you want that feel good um, experience on top of your, the feel good experience of buying something new. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like a, you know, stacked, uh, <laughs> stacked effect. Yeah. And, know, uh, and
0: it starts to point to the power of stories in different sharing products yes. and brands If you can buy a set of denim jeans and you know you're helping someone get employment on the other side of the world at a living wage that helps benefit their education, their children, their community, and you can put a name to that person and their story and where they've come from and how they've arrived at that spot, it helps build a connection to a brand in ways that we haven't been able to do previously, and it's something the internet helps equip that we can do with online retail we can get closer proximity to places around the world to hear other people's
1: stories and share them as brands exactly and i think that's the there's a power of online retail as well it means you're also your reach is not limited to uh your um you know geography so you know where a lot of the traditional retail means that you got to put stores in many places for people to see where you're online, as long as you, yeah. you got the right marketing, uh, you got, you know, you're, 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 doing the right marketing. You're, you're, you're reaching a wider audience. You're not limited to that geographic um, limitation that you know traditional retail is in. So you can imagine. Um, and everything is, you know, everything, uh, is, is helping that situation at the moment, isn't it? Just the, yeah. the advancement in logistics, the advancement in technology in terms of um, you know automation you know, to help you with being able to do a lot of that, um, you know, a lot of that manual process that used to you know take a lot of time, spend uh, cost a lot of money, you know a lot of man hours. Now a lot of there's a lot of automation in place that can even a small business can can take advantage of some of the stuff that only big yeah. businesses can afford in the, in the past yeah um, so it's 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 amazing and you know it, amazon is now in australia and and quite prominent means then you know they're starting to offer a very very good um what they call you know fulfilled by amazon uh services so even small business can get into that Where in the past that you know they only probably you know be uh available to larger or somebody with a, a bit more um a capital right yeah, that small business can probably get into that if you can find a good supplier, and you can, and you know, you're not limited to Australia. Yeah. Even if you are, even if you are based here, yeah. Find a good supplier that 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 you know has the right, like you said, the right story, the right, you know, the, the the right good, you know, good feel, um, behind it. Uh, be able to source the product for the right amount of money, and then be able to market it correctly, and then you just give it to Amazon yeah. to, to then fulfill. Oh God, like you, you basically have a proper it's like a proper um you know what do you call it supply chain management in place yeah. already yeah and
0: amazon gives you an operational backbone to help get products to people
1: exactly exactly and 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 you know it's not the only way i mean you can also go out your by yourself and, and have your own online store yeah uh, and 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 then, you know take advantage of, of uh, like a 3pl right like a third party logistics so yeah. get somebody else to warehouse your stuff and yeah. ship it for you that's all available as well. You know, like yeah. I said, everything, literally all the things that you need to succeed in online, you know, online shopping is there at the moment, uh, which I think kind of segue nicely into something that I want to discuss, which is probably, so if, if that's, you know, if now is a good time to do it, so what, yeah. what then happens uh, to, to, you know, so I guess to, 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 to the environment, you know, to or to yeah, the eco yeah. environment. What do you what, what's your thought on that?
0: Yeah, it'll go in some interesting directions if people have a product that seems very much of a muchness and very similar to other items. People will start competing over price, and the lowest price it'll be a race to the bottom. Be good for consumers because they get good value for their dollar, but there'll be also Um, opportunities for brands to tell stories, differentiate, share their products and say why they are different and why they are able to deliver value in a different way to anyone that they're competing with in the marketplace and build followings and engage with customers in ways like never before. Consumers have a louder voice with things like social media. They can hop on and make comments on brands' pages um, share with them their feedback very directly, which helps bring a lot of positive if people are willing to write co- positive comments or very quick and clear negative comments about what people can like. So brands are able to learn very quickly how the customer experience has been for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's surprising, isn't it? Like uh, I, you don't see a lot of traditional um retailers taking advantage of that yeah of, of that opportunity at the moment you know what i mean like I, I don't know personally myself um i don't really see you know the big guys really using um you know unless i mean we're not talking about amazon who's already on online space but we're talking about like the, the traditional retailer like the meyer and yeah. you know the jb hi-fi and you know what i mean like they don't i, I guess it's, it's a bit hard because they don't really own their own brand um but even someone like you know, someone like Kobe you they don't really use um, social, you know, social media or influencer or anything like that at the moment, mm. um, which is, which is very strange. I think they're, they're, they're in the right place for it. Uh, you know, even someone like Kmart, you know, someone like Target probably could be, but yeah. they do have their own in-house brand, you know, yeah. because someone like JB Hi-Fi, I guess it's too difficult because they're selling other people's products and they yeah. rely on those, those brands to do their own um, marketing. Yeah. And they're just there to kind of house the inventory. Right. Uh, be be a be be a brick and mortar for those brands, but yeah, so someone who owns their own brand, I'm surprised they don't do it a lot more of the um, you know, yeah, like I said, someone like a like like a yeah, even like a I don't know, I guess Meyer is in the same situation, but someone like a Kmart or a Target,
0: yeah, they um, have their own products. And I remember the campaign from Target when they tried to position themselves slightly different to sound more fancy and <laughs> appeal to value for dollars spent that instead of shopping at Target and are shopping at Target. Ah, that sound what French. Sounds <laughs> more French, boutique fashion. The connotations things start to evoke for a consumer. It's something really interesting. Uh, that's funny. Like I remember, I think the interesting example of, I like coffee. So when I go to buy coffee, If it's named small, medium, and large versus uh, regular, large, and extra large, how does that change my purchasing decision? Do I want to feel like I'm getting the middle one or does large or an extra large sound too big so I steer towards regular? The changing language might help drive sales for customers up a little bit just with the way – you talk
1: about your product and share about your product. Yeah. With people. Yeah, that, I think we're doing the same thing in, in WH Smith at the moment, you know, or in, in our cafe business where I think we've changed our, our labeling of small, medium, large to regular, large and extra large, I think. So it kind of, then people will go, yeah, I want large, but we we're really, you're just telling them to buy medium. And I don't know. I, I look, I mean, without the, the numbers in front of me, I don't know what, which size is the most, um, you know, it has the highest margin. Um, but I believe there is, there, there, there is a, uh, that there, there definitely is a, a way to to change people's perception just by the labeling, you know I mean? That's why Starbucks doesn't use that, that word, those words, you know I mean? Starbucks uses large, you know, uh, I think they use large grande and venti. Yeah. It's very annoying. Which um, makes it really
0: interesting. When, when you order a Starbucks, it sounds like you're talking about Ariana Grande or something.
1: <laughs> no it's just I get very annoyed because when I go there I just I just give me the small one they say we don't have a small we got a large yeah uh, or a grande or a venti I think is how they say it I think it's, it's a regular grande. I, what are those anyway yeah. they've, they've, they've got more I guess because maybe it's, it's the least profitable yeah. I don't know yeah. I don't know that helps
0: paint a picture of when labelling your product in sizes confuses people we're not <laughs> sure how big it'll be and we can't recall it it shows how often we shop at Starbucks and how much of an impact it, it's left on us for being like, Oh, this one's, this one's different. It's different in some way. And we've got to mm-hmm. refigure it out each time we walk through the door about what size we actually want.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. No, it's, 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 uh, it's it, it just, it's very strange, isn't it? Um, it? It's also a perception at this point. Uh, uh, yeah. But that's uh, that, that's a really it's a really interesting it's a really interesting um, yeah, situation, I guess um, I think we as yeah, that, that's what I mean, isn't it uh, It's all about perception yeah, you can sell the same product as as the next store, but yeah. it's all about how do you you know how do you market yourself you know what what is what is your your market position like because you know two shops can sell uh, a cappuccino but one will charge you 3 dollars one charge you 350 but i'm pretty yeah. sure depending on what what you're trying to target i think some people will definitely look at the 350 as a oh it's a better offering it's more expensive yeah or are really rather go for the 3 dollars because it's more value but what, what are you what are you targeting here you know are targeting the coffee stop it's probably going to go for the 350 because i think yeah. the, the, I you know price equals value uh, price equals uh, quality Mm-hmm. Or are you targeting the guys who are who are you know very savvy and want to and don't really see the difference in fifty cents because they're not yeah they're not, they're not uh, they don't really taste that difference in coffee you know because yeah. there's people who... happy with the dollar from Seven Eleven exactly. Kind of, I'm kind pretty of, sure if if your goal is just need a, a quick uh, pick me up then I guess no, a dollar yeah, yeah. from from Seven Eleven might be might, might might do the job you know but if you're the person who goes uh, you know I'm really particular about my coffee. Uh, only want a certain type of bean, you know, they need to use a particular brand of bean, you know, uh, yeah. they need to use a, uh, what was that, the green one, Jimmy, that uh, that people always like? Um, not, what was the one? Yeah, the campus, one that we did. Campos Company. That's it, Campos, the green one. Yeah. Yeah. So what I mean. So there's people out there who go, they, they all only buy Campos because they, they, they taste different. But I uh, don't know, it depends. It depends on the person, you know, person. That's what I mean. I think it's important to target your, your, you know, your, your target market, right? It's important yeah. to, to market yourself to the right audience that you want to capture. Um, there's no point trying to target a different audience. If that's not your, your main demographic, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're just going to be wasting marketing dollar. Yeah. Um, and so, even with the coffee example, you can go a different
0: road and go down barista banter. The conversation you have though with the barista and the banter that you have with them, as you go get your coffee, can be part of a experience that is beyond the amount of money that you're paying. Um, I remember the, uh, when we used to be in mascot, the cafe downstairs, we were very polite with each other. Um, when I ordered my coffee, we'd say please and thank you multiple times. And it always seemed like a situation situational comedy going back and forth I'm saying, please, they're saying, thank you. I'm saying thank you for being thankful. And, and then having that routine every day as a humorous thing to be part of,
1: I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of um, other factors beyond just price and, and, you know, quality of the product. I mean, you're right. I mean, when we were in mascot, we had a cafe downstairs in the building. So convenient when you get out the lift, you're there. But then we know a lot, a lot of our a big proportion of the people in our office walk down the street to uh, yeah. another cafe called the Naked Duck Yeah. Uh, and, and buy coffee there. And um, it's, I guess, like I said, there's a lot of other factors. Sometimes we do it because we just want to take a walk, a bit of fresh air.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and look, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a coffee person, so I can't say that the coffee was better. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh. Oh, it, it all depends on the barista, I suppose, sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think to me, as long as it's made properly, all, I think all beans kind of taste the same. I'm not that, you know, I'm not that, I, I don't have that kind of palate to to, yeah. to, 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 tell, to tell the difference. Uh, but yeah, I think there's other things. Like I said, we like to go down there and, and, and sometimes it's, it's the environment, right? I mean, the Naked Duck was set up a lot nicer than, than the Orixie cafe downstairs. Um, it's And also it's also got better food offering uh, beyond the coffee. which And, and personally,
0: a- for my online retail, I have a coffee subscription where I get coffee beans delivered to my door each month. I don't necessarily know what they are, but it's part of the experience that I get a new type of bean and a new taste sensation, which is part of the appeal for me when I buy coffee I,
1: well, there you go. I mean, you, like you said you do have an online, uh, you, again, that, that's another, that's another new model, isn't it? That's yeah. kind of like this disrupting. Um, and that model is, 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 is on the rise at the moment, you know, the HelloFresh, like you mentioned yeah. earlier. Um, yeah, the, 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 the kind of artisan bean delivery to your home and then you make it yourself. But you know, again, you, you are a particular, um, demographic that they're targeting. You know, somebody who actually likes to go and grind beans and, you know, make your own coffee. But there's people out there be who, coffee. who's not going to be bothered by that, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to put you on mute for a second. So no I'm timing. That's know. a, a good, good place to end the show as we
0: think about online retail. So thank you for joining us for a Kitchen Conversation today. We'll probably explore e-commerce more in the coming weeks as it's an interest and we have some ideas that are bouncing around behind the scenes. So thank you for joining James and Rama for Kitchen Conversations today and hope to see you again next week. Next week. And if you
1: you have an idea for an intro music or an outro music, feel free to reach out to James.
0: Yeah. Comment, (laughs) direct message, contact me via snail mail, whatever (laughs) you choose. Get creative. (laughs) Have a good week, guys. See you, guys. See you, again. Bye.